When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Over here. Hey. Meanwhile, back at the Jets ranch. Now you got it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Robert Sala confirming Aaron Rodgers will indeed get his first preseason action. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Do you think they're going to put him in a so position that something bad's going to happen? Something bad's going to happen. Anything, anything can happen. Did you see Joe Burrow? Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Young, Texans linebacker Will Anderson. Coming up, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show. And I start this hour by just uh, expressing that... Uh, Last couple hours are exactly why I love doing this show. Um, or um, last couple days, love why do, doing this show. A couple celebrity interviews. Paul Rudd called in from Romania to choose a, 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 <laughs> a player in our best ball draft, That's or or um, having a conversation in hour one with Steve Young, Hall of Famer, about what he thinks is going on with the 49ers quarterback situation. Or last hour talking to a young stud like Will Anderson. Um, uh, and then just out of nowhere, um, having a conversation when I woke up today, I had no idea I'd be having on the show, which is Ryan Clark body shaming Tua Tungo Vailoa. I had no idea that was coming. Um, but that's, these are, these are things that we react to. We rock and roll with them. <laughs> that happened. Also, I got to say, we are at the front of the Salty Tua stuff. Like the number of people who have tagged us in this video in the last hour. Yes. It, too many to count. Yeah, we get it. We see it. Too many to we count. We love the yeah. salt. We got it, people. Um, so and we even we, we even improved upon his soundbite yeah. for him. <laughs> you cut out all the nice stuff. Just say he's been out of league a while and he should keep my name out of your mouth. We're just trying to help him become more salty. It just would lead to more wins for the Dolphins. We all know that. Another reason why I love doing this show is I get to be on the Roku channel and, and watch uh, us along with the channel expand and grow uh, on Friday a documentary NFL films created with the Roku channel in a Roku original called NFL draft. The pick is in NFL films. Cameras were embedded in the draft rooms of Carolina, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Dallas followed around a handful of other folks involved with the draft, including yours truly. And our guest back on the rich Eisen show at rap sheet on X uh, or Twitter, right? Um, Ian Rappaport back here on the program, my colleague from the NFL Network. How you doing, Ian? What's going on, Rich? How, How you been? Doing? You good? Yeah, um, I'm good. What did you uh, just Paul get? Darryl it? sent me a message. 
I was about to say, did you What's get that? some? Did you just get something? Did, did, is there a trade? What happened? Something's going on? Uh, no so, trade. Okay. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you know, there's. I would say there's something that I'm waiting on that will probably happen during your show. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. You know, All right. Of medium, of medium importance. We'll see. <laughs> medium. Okay. Uh, is, hopefully during your show. Is that a, waiting for an hour? But we'll see. Is that a lunch order? Because I yeah. saw you eat like a fiend during this documentary uh, that's going to be airing on Friday. <laughs> Guys, I got to tell you. You know. You could put it away. Ian. I would say. Holy cow. In, in defense of myself. Yes. Uh, I was very hungry, and the food was very good. Well, again, for those who have yet to see this documentary, which is pretty much everybody listening to us and everybody looking everybody, at me yeah. right now on this set, um, <laughs> there is a moment. Um, actually, do do we have, uh, Hoskins, do you have that be able to play here? Um, it's Are a, we allowed to play it? Well, yeah. Oh, dude, this is the Roku channel, pal. You know? Um, so oh. so here's the deal. Um <laughs> they they illust- they wanted to illustrate uh, day three and how long it is and how drawn out it may be for those who are involved in it. So they showed me on the set doing this. Anybody out there in contact with anybody who might have any idea about lunch, if it exists on the planet for us? So that's what I'm saying. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. And then they show right after that, Somebody eating like he's Henry VIII for all the barbecue in Kansas City, and that would be you. So I'm starving, and you're in the you're in the orchestra pit, like eating like a king. I mean, look, part of my job, Rich, is to make sure that I know how to get things. Now, sometimes it's information. That's a, you know a lot of times my specialty. Yes, sir. But it's not just information. Um, sometimes it's things, and I think in this case. The ability to get an absolute massive barbecue tray delivered to my set so I didn't have to move. I could just devour it and feed the entire crew, which we did, except for you guys. Yes. Um, it was a great thing, and um, I thought the Kansas City Barbecue Fest or whatever that was did a nice job in filling up my belly. Well, and interestingly enough, and I, I think we can share this for real, uh, Ian, is you, you saw the documentary, or at least your parts of it, first. And I think you should share why you, you, you wanted to review it before anybody got to see it, Ian. Go for it. Well, for real. you know, Rich, I think what, what I do is, you know, obviously I report things and make them public. But a lot of what I do is behind the scenes conversations about trades, about prospects, about where I hear people are going. I talk to a lot of coaches and general managers. And I was nervous that somebody would be able to tell who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, really what I was nervous about. So I wanted to, I had no issues with it. Of course, they did an amazing job, but I was, you know, I was nervous that someone's going to hear a voice on the other line and say, Hey, why is he talking to him? Or why is she talking to him? So um, I think they did a great job in sort of masking everyone who I've talked to, but also, you know, exploring what my world is, which is a very, very strange place. And there's, you know, some parts of that where they'll be like, man, that guy really knew what he was talking about. And then there's some parts of it where you'll be like, that guy did not know what he was talking about. So it's it's a perfect way to encapsulate everything with the draft. Well, and, and, and then there are moments like um, in the broadcast that, that are revealed. Um, well, I mean, moments in the draft that are revealed that show that, in all honesty, what we're talking about on the draft is far afield of what's actually happening. And the perfect example that I was talking about earlier, Ian, was the trade the Bills made uh, uh, to go get Dalton Kincaid, figuring the Cowboys were going to go get him. And right. these cameras reveal 
they didn't mention Dalton Kincaid once while this was all going on. They had no intention of taking him. And I'm just wondering if this documentary might reveal to the Bills, yeah, I mean, you you got the guy you wanted, which is all that matters. But, you know, um, the Cowboys weren't going to take the guy you wanted. I'm wondering if they might learn that from the documentary, you know? Yeah, I, I think they will. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because this always happens. Now, a lot of times we don't know about it, but this does always happen. You know, when teams make trades up, and I think the Steelers did one with the Jets, same thing. Uh, not with the Jets, but over the Jets. Yes, with the Patriots. Um, right, with the Patriots. And so, you know, it was basically like, the, you know, the Steelers make a trade up, they take the top tackle available, and everyone thinks that it, the Jets were about to take it, and the reality the Jets were going to take a pass rusher. And I think... You know, similar situation for the Cowboys. But, you know, if you're the Bills, you say, all right, all we have to do is give up, I can't remember what it was, a fourth rounder or something like that. And are we going to be right? Are we going to be wrong? I don't know, but I like this player enough that this gamble is worth it. And I think, you know, that's why teams do it. And so that's why what I reported on draft night, which was this has to be a tight end because everyone thinks the Cowboys want a tight end. And so – one part was right, but it turns out the Cowboys did not want a tight end. It's unbelievable. And again, it's a terrific documentary, and I love that, you know, seeing you doing your thing and everybody else. It, it, it's really awesome. Again, it's Friday on, on the Roku channel, and, and it's an interesting time for a documentary on the draft to come out because uh, we're, we're, we're at the point of the, the, the calendar where all the bets that were made on that draft weekend, it's now on the table and the cards are going to be in the air, to use, I guess, the more of the gambling phrases, that it, it's now time. It's now time, and, and it's, it, it's just amazing to me as I'm watching. I was watching this documentary last night in, a, in, our, in our house at NFL Network, Ian, that, um, you know, watching the Colts and, and sweating it out and then getting the guy that they want and getting the guy they want in Anthony Richardson. And here we are on the verge of the playing season, and they've got a massive Jonathan Taylor problem. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, how did we get here on that front, Ian? Well, uh, I think, first of all, I learned something in the documentary, too, okay. which is that when you know the, the Cardinals were talking to teams about moving out of three, um, you know, it seemed that at least one of the teams they talked to were the Colts, and then Chris Bauer decided not to move, and they still got their guy. I, you know, thought that, but I didn't quite know that, and I think that's something that's something we learned. Um, you know, the other thing with the Jonathan Taylor situation, you know, if you're an organization, all you really want to do, you know, the inner workings of your locker room is draft well, develop those really good players, and then reward those players with big contracts so they can be happy, so they can get what they deserve. And so other players can see that when you work hard and you succeed, you get what you deserve, and the team will take care of you. The Colts, because of the kind of season they had last year, decided that they were not going to give any contracts. And when you have a really good player who's one of the best at his position, who's 24 years old, and who wants what he believes he deserves, that's a big disconnect. Uh, and I think that started the process of how we got here. You know, Jim Mercer taking to Twitter and just weighing in on the running back market for sure did not help things, for sure. Um, but this all contributed to a really difficult and challenging situation. So where does it stand right now? 
What do you have for me? Well, he has permission to seek a trade. His mm-hmm. agent, Maki Kawa, has spoken to teams. There are several teams interested. A trade is for sure possible. I don't know if one's going to happen, um, but it's definitely possible. Uh, it's And, you know, it's complicated. They'll eventually want a new contract, all of those things. But he is a great 24-year-old player, one of the best in his position. And there's a market, and there's a real market. So we'll see if he actually gets traded. Um, but all that is going on as we speak right now. So um, when you say eventually he's going to want a new contract, is it possible that a trade gets um, consummated and then he goes to a new spot and what, doesn't get a a new deal already on the table laid out that they'll deal with it eventually? Is that possible? I would say that teams would know that he's going to want a new contract. Now, you know, is one going to be done in conjunction with the trade I think that's possible, but we've seen, you know, we've seen it happen. Like I think the Bradley Chubb deal was the latest example. He gets traded to from the Broncos to the Dolphins, and then it, I think it was like two or three days later he gets a huge new contract. So we've seen that happen in the past. I just don't know if one is directly going to come with the trade. What's your sense why the Colts don't want to pay him in a manner in which other teams are willing to uh, trade for him and then pay him? What's what's your thoughts on that? I, I just think, yeah, I mean, I just think they decided that because of the way last season ended that it just doesn't send the right message to pay anyone. Um, you know, that would not be the way I would go about things if, if it were me, but it's not me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's, that's part of the deal is that it doesn't seem like anyone's getting a new contract. Um, and, you know, Jonathan Taylor has to sort of bear the brunt of it, I guess. And and at the risk of, um, you know, asking a dicey question, I will do it anyway. I did it to Breer the other day, so I'm an equal opportunity dicey question asker. That's right. uh, we, can all, we can all handle it. Understood. I know that. Um, it just strikes me as Chris Ballard gets the quarterback, brings in the coach, mm-hmm. okay, brings in the coach mm-hmm. that is a seems to be a great coach-quarterback combination. He knows the own. He knows the owner is more, um, you know, itchy in recent years, right? And and mm-hmm. the seat he sits on is potentially hot. He's mm-hmm. going to let this happen in the last couple weeks before uh, a playing season that is crucially important here. Or, or, it, it, so what I'm asking is, is this Ursay just saying I'm not paying people after that? Too bad. Over and you know, Chris, we're gonna you know figure it out, or is 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 the GM uh, you know locked up with the owner on this, Ian? The owner writes the checks. So when we're talking about overarching contract decisions, I don't know specifically if Jim Irsay made this decision, but the owner writes the checks, uh, and so at least this is something that it appears Irsay believes because he is ultimately in charge and Chris Ballard works for him. Um, you know, and that was, I think the way it was with the, um, Saturday, you know, Jeff Saturday situation yeah. during the season Clearly. You know, was Chris Ballard works for Jim Irsay. And that is what was going on. And Irsay made the decision to hire a coach who had never coached before. Um, and so I don't know who exactly made the decision, but certainly this is something that Jim Irsay is, you know, is very much on board with. Um, 
And I think it's Chris Ballard's job to figure out the best he can do with his team as best way he can. Wow. So, crystal ball it for me. Crystal ball it. I know you don't have a crystal ball. We actually have one here in the show, but it's too heavy for me to go pick it up and bring it over. <laughs> um, what you do you think? <laughs> I do have a magic eight ball. You know, it's like actually in my ball. hands right now. You, <laughs> what's the question I should ask the magic eight ball then? What is it? I assume it's. You, Where does Jonathan Taylor get traded? No, I, that, I don't think they. I don't. They, yeah, I don't have team names in here. So where does? So I'll no. just ask you. Where do you think he gets traded? No. What are the teams interested? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I would. I would take a look at some of the teams that, you know, still have have some money and still have a need there. I mean, the Denver Broncos have been a team that in the past has had a running back need. The Miami Dolphins have had a running back need. Um, you know, I think those are. You know, those are probably a couple of them. Um, let's see who else. Um, you know, there's some teams in the division I think might have a running back need. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to trade to anyone in the division. Yeah. Um, you know, there's – I would say, you know, the Buffalo Bills, I know we're in talks at some point with on the DeAndre Hopkins thing. At least, at least they considered bringing in a high – High value, big money veteran. You know, you wonder if they'd have some interest. There's, there's some teams I think that'll have some interest, um, but we'll see. You know, kind of when, if the deal is able to come together. It is very challenging to do, but it is not impossible. So what, then, then let me ask this one for you before asking you a couple more questions, and you get on with the rest of your day. Uh, more likely, Jonathan Taylor gets traded or comes back to the Colts, and the Colts just. Um, Put a little bit of, uh, you know, money on top of his contract for a safe, uh, a face saving, and and go to work. What do you think? Um, I have not gotten the indication that the Colts were willing to do anything. Um, you know, it's hard for me to imagine that he just comes back and everything's fine. Like, you know, I, I would be a little surprised, mm-hmm. honestly. Um. I'd be a little surprised if, if he plays for them. I, I mean, look, anything's possible. I just don't know how it would happen. I mean, this is a relationship that's not good. Not good. So we'll see. Last one for you, Ian. Uh, Chris Jones tweeted out uh, in response to a fan asking when you're coming back. He said week eight. What, what What's going on there in Kansas City? Well, I mean, week eight is is a, is the, the date for him to get in a crude season. Um, so I think that's why. Now, he's tweeted a lot of things or Instagrammed a lot of things this year. Um, you know, in some ways I follow players on social media and in some ways I do not. Um, you know, I would say this would be one where he's tweeted a lot of different things this year. So I think everyone's best to kind of take it for what it is and take a deep breath. There's still time to work out a deal. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if a holdout is in fact his reality. But I know this. He's another one who has earned a very, very large contract. Yeah, of course. So he wants uh, Aaron Donald money or bust. Is that what it is? Pretty much. I mean, everybody wants all the money they can get. Um, I don't know that it's Aaron Donald money or bust. Um, mm-hmm. I know he would like a lot of money. It's really a question of you know, is he going to be right below it? Is he going to be a little above? I mean, a little above it seems hard, not impossible, but hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could he end up being the highest paid defensive tackle not named Aaron Donald? I think he probably should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where it ends up. All right, Ian. Thanks for the time, brother. It was uh, great to see you in this documentary, on, and uh, we'll see it on Friday night. 
and I'll see you before then. If not, all right. Look, take I care. I look forward to watching it for the first time. Well, I mean, usually I, from now on, I'll watch everyone else. First time I watch it. It's great, man. It, it really is so well done. And the Deuce Vaughn um, drafting moment is, as I said earlier, first time I, Jerry Jones has ever caused me to tear up. For real. It's something <laughs> else. It's pretty yeah, cool. I, I look forward to that. It really yeah. is cool. Uh, and you didn't get the uh, medium hot news information during this conversation? I mean, hopefully eventually. At rap sheet for the later. At, at the, the later go. on. Thanks the call, Ian. Appreciate it, man. We'll Thanks, chat Rich. soon. That's Ian Rappaport at rap sheet. Let me just say this. The Jonathan Taylor possibilities, as Ian says, He'd be surprised if Jonathan Taylor plays for the Colts this year. That would mean they figure out trading him and accept the reality that they will have to play football without Jonathan Taylor this year at a very crucial juncture. A very crucial juncture. And I know he's like, hey, Chris Ballard works for the owner. Chris Ballard's got to be, I mean, the times that I've met him multiple times – straightforward straight up not very much of a filter on this guy <laughs> and i i would love to just hear the straight up like trading jonathan taylor at age 24 that is the last thing a general manager wants to do when he has also a franchise tag next two years they can i mean this is it and so I just find it hard to believe that a GM who knows that this is an important juncture, not just for the franchise, but himself, is just ready to trade Jonathan Taylor. But if the owner's like, we're not paying him another dime, and the the kid's like, well, then I'm not playing for you. Uh, Get what you can for him. And if you get what you can for him and ship him out of the conference, obviously all the better for your team. But if – did you hear a team that Ian mentioned that I have not heard – And he threw it out there. If the Buffalo Bills come off the top of their RV or whatever van and jump into the flaming table on top of the Jets doing what they've done and the Patriots doing what they've done and the Dolphins adding Vic Fangio and doing what they've done, if they come off the top, and jump into the table right before the playing season and add Jonathan Taylor to this mix. Adding already Damian Harris and Latavius Murray to this locker room. And I'm imagining the Colts would need one of those guys flipped back to him in this deal. Yeah. Damian Harris, for sure. You know, like one of those guys gets flipped back to the Colts. The younger of the two. And they go into this season having added Dalton Kincaid to help with the red zone, and now you're adding Jonathan Taylor. What if the Colts ask for James Cook? Let me just say this. If the Colts ask for James Cook. Plus picks, obviously. And it would have to be a late day two Early day three pick. Like, like James Cook, a three like, and a five. That's too much even. James Cook is a young, like he's in year two. 
Like, you've got two more years of contractual control on him. Is he a rushing champ like Jonathan Taylor? I get it. But then James Cook and another pick, like a a a four, three, a four. Right in between. You're not getting a three and a five. You'll get a four. Oh, the four and a six. You're the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. If the Bills pull that off, forget it. I mean... Monday night football, Dalvin Cook, James Cook, or maybe not anymore. I don't know. Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. Then you get Jonathan Taylor to Buffalo. Interesting. Can you hear the the noise from back there? Just, just, oh, he took your camera. Just, that's what that's what Hoskins is taking, the Buffalo the Bill wall. fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Got to give up something to get something. That's I got it. Of course, I I get it. But yeah, you do that. You do it now. Not later. Now you got to get him in. Get him in. Get him up to speed. Wow. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial the AFC West. We will predict it. Patrick Mahomes has chimed in on the subject matter of Chris Jones saying, "I'm not coming back till week eight. That's coming up. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is a little early. I don't do uh, lunch martinis. But... So you're, you're pouring a martini now into the martini oh, shaker. I, I poured just a little in. It looked like there may have been That's some ice in it. But you won't complain. Don't, no, I'm not, don't I'm send not the drink back. Uh, we just need to. We all, The olives are already in the glasses. <laughs> don't bruise it. Don't bruise it. 
Some people at home, what about stirring? There's a great uh, bar called the Edmund over on Melrose. They like to stir. I, I like that. I like to shake a little bit. So, are you more like Bond, shake and not stirred, or you're? I prefer. I prefer actually bruising the vodka, making it ice cold. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. These are vermouth washed glasses. We have a little vermouth in there earlier. Okay. And then uh, pouring it out. Why don't you take? Why don't you take that one? Take. This is uh, my friend Rich Eisen. Are we toasting? I just want to toast you. Seeing you again, you want to toast uh, the Espen, correct? Well, we are toasting to ESPN's 40th anniversary. Uh, there is a big event going on this weekend. My invitation is probably where yours is right yeah, now. Yeah. So we just figured, why not just do it ourselves? What a nice thought. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, I haven't seen you in a very long time. My arm's getting sore. I know. It goes, <laughs> um, I like to toast. Uh, I I haven't seen you in a long time, Craig. And I, you know, I've been cultivating this caper to try and get you to come on this show. And you're I. Only guy. What if I only do your show? I'd love to just do that because I like you're you're smooth and natural. Did I compliment you? I like rich. There you I go. I like rich. Okay. Let me just see what this is because the water, that. the ice was sitting there. Cheers to you. Nice to see you. Cheers to you. Nice, nice to, to you. finally meet you. Um, <laughs> Cheers. Watered down. Don't, about- don't say anything. It's watered down. But let's pretend it's not. This is what I say mm-hmm. at a bar or a restaurant, the big four up in San Francisco and Knob Hill. I take a sip. Mm-hmm. I go like this. I go, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the great Kilby. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, part of the live Roku channel stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop stop by. Why don't you? Um, the AFC West, we're about to predict it. The um, major conundrum the Chiefs have on their hands is the fact that Chris Jones, one of the best players in the game, he was number 10 on the top 100 player list that the NFL Network put together. Uh, As voted on by the peers, he was number 10, Chris Jones. And he is, without a doubt, the quarterback of that defense. That's that's the simple fact of it. He is otherworldly and... Chiefs need him. And he has been holding out. And you saw all over the uh, Twitterverse, Xverse, Internet tubes, however you want to put it. Uh, he he sent out a photograph of what seemed to be some chalkboard outside of a gym in Miami. Maybe that's where he was working out. Of an inspirational message about not letting stuff bother you is essentially uh, the message. And it was retweeted by a fan who essentially asked Chris Jones, when are we going to see you? And he said, week eight. Hmm. Man, oh man. You know, if it's out of your hands, it deserves freedom from your mind also is what Chris Jones tweeted out. It was that. That was the the chalkboard. Week eight, again, as Ian Rappaport just mentioned, is the week by which the latest he can show up to accrue a year towards free agency. And so... Um, a tweet went his way after retweeting the week eight from at Arrowhead Live, which is, I guess, a uh, um, a site that covers the Chiefs. That'd be a hefty tab, meaning 
all the money he would miss. And he wrote back, I can afford it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can afford it. Patrick Mahomes spoke today. Chiefs, as we all know, two weeks from tomorrow, open the season against the Detroit Lions. It would it'd be best for the Chiefs to, you know, uh, hunt down Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. With this guy. Yeah. Mahomes had this to say about Chris Jones saying week eight. I don't know how serious he is, but I do know he's not here. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting to start the season without him? Um. No, not not necessarily. I mean, I uh, I know that stuff, contract stuff, is hard to talk about because everybody wants to make money for their entire family and and everything like that. But I know how much Chris Chris loves the Chiefs. He loves being a part of this organization, um, and so uh, I just try to stay out of it and just tell Chris that I love him and that whenever he does does come back, he'll, he'll be welcome with open arms. And uh, we know that he's preparing himself so that whenever he does get back, he can be that dominant player that he always has been. I mean, that's the thing that's to say. He's supposed and to say. Yeah. You're supposed yeah, to say. And do you remember when Brett Favre told Javon Walker and your holdout, get in here? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Could Walker. you imagine a quarterback's like, you know what? Didn't Javon Walker get, get, get paid too? I just remember that. That was an early – you looked that up. That was early NFL Network again. This is year 20. Was that was that 03, 04 when Javon Walker was holding out and Favre's like, get in here? It's time then you're holdout. Well, Javon Walker got paid by the Raiders, right? <laughs> just like just like Devontae Adams. Basically, Mahomes was like, my name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. Like, he wants nothing to do. But well, I mean, because right. again. Can't, you can't really comment. How right? could you have a contract worth half a billion dollars and say he should end his holdout? I mean, Mahomes gets it. He knows yeah. it. But they need him. Money, money will solve it. Money will absolutely solve it. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know, not to pull a Zach Taylor, he probably needs one rep to get ready. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like... Probably. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just one rep. That's Jared Goff. Go get him. Yeah, that dude's a yeah, game yeah. wrecker. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if this changes your... Prediction or not? It does not. I will just basically counsel <laughs> everybody here predicting. Oh, you you didn't give uh, any prediction, did you, Mike? No, You're out of this predicting no, business. No, I just have to play the music. Well, you also. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Favre really did kind of throw Javon Walker. Dude, he the, did. I'm reading his quotes right now. Dude. I was like, wow, okay. Could you imagine a quarterback said that today? Yeah. He I said, just... nowadays you're seeing more and more guys pulling that stunt. If guys continue to do that and are successful getting away with it, then I'll be gone, but I think the game will be ruined. My reaction to Javon situation was, "Here we go again." Because could Sterling you imagine Sharp if had, a quarterback had a situation? You want to know why Farm was able to today? say that? Because he was in the middle of a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. Could you imagine? So yeah, if a quarterback in this day and age said that about somebody else holding out for money, Rich, I never. It would be. Lit. Right? I would have never thought it would be a guy like Javon. I guess in this business, nothing should surprise you, especially what happens when guys get a little bit of success. Some guys handle it the right way, and some guys don't. Like, wow. I mean, yeah, man. 
Number four didn't care. Dude, <laughs> holy cow. No. Well, does, doesn't, so, Dion, doesn't Dion have a quote about, like, not getting in someone's pockets? Oh, yeah. No, well, Dion's phrase is, you know, running backs running with right, – right now running backs are running with light pockets. Anybody's looking for a contract, they're running with light pockets. And if they run with heavy pockets, they've just been paid. I thought he said something about not making comments about Maybe. Well, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So, yeah, if, But again, I'm just kind of giving everyone a history lesson. Like if anybody's sitting here saying, oh, my gosh, Mahomes is going to definitely say that because what else is he going to say? Well, that. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> By the way, that was just like what, what, small what was that? Was that 04, 05? When was that? What are you what uh, year what year what year is that quote? This is it's just a blog. It doesn't okay. have a date. Yeah. Right? I think it was 05, 04, 05. Something like that. It was early on NFL network. It yeah. was uh it was a to do. So at any rate, um over the next eight days, there's eight divisions in the National Football League. This will take us up to Labor Day weekend, after which it is the lead-up to week one. Oh, man. So uh, each day we're going to predict a division, and we're doing the AFC West first. And I'm just going to counsel you, TJ, mm-hmm. and you, Chris. Uh-oh. Tread lightly. <laughs> I, had, I picked the Chiefs last the, year. So the Kansas City, I, I'm good, man. Kansas City Chiefs fans <laughs> are the danger. I'm good. Okay? Well, I don't have to read about it on X, so they can come at Chris, me. you go first. Uh, okay, I like the Chiefs to win the division because <laughs> they're awesome, and they're probably going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Chargers make the playoffs uh, like they did last year. I see a big leap. Herbert's going to be in that MVP talk. Uh, I really like what they're doing. Uh, Brandon Staley's job is safe. I think Denver's going to be third. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. I don't know what people think. I think people think they're not going to be that good. But I think Russell Wilson's lean, mean, and Sean Payton has his whole legacy kind of riding on nah. fixing this guy. Oh, no, he doesn't. So, <laughs> his whole legacy. Come on. All right, you guys. I'm telling you. And then the Raiders aren't going to be very good at all. So. <laughs> Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Raiders. TJ Jefferson, what do you have over there? I mean, it's like Brockman and I are simpatico on this. I have the exact same thing. Boom. I got the Raiders at four. Look, I don't want no beef with Raiders fans. I'm going to say neither. that right I like now. Them. I don't Aww. want no beef. I don't want no smoke. Let's treat us like vegans and vegetarians. I just think you're the fourth best team out of these four. So I kind of went back and forth. At first, when I submitted this, I had the Broncos at two and the Chargers in three. And then I thought about it because the Chargers tend to do Charger-type things, right, Chris? Correct. And as and, and someone whose team is also noted for doing kind of boneheaded things, I, I can say that. But I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, Rich. So I moved them up to two. I have Denver at three. And then as long as Patrick Mahomes is still has two working knees and one and a half ankle, because they don't even need both ankles, as we <laughs> saw, uh, the Chiefs, I got them number one in the division. All right. Uh, the Vegas Raiders are not going to uh, be without Josh Jacobs in this season. I, I believe um, Vic Tafer of The Athletic, he came on last week and said Jacobs will be back week one. I think he will be back week one. We had Joe Banner, the longtime executive of this league, say that what Saquon should have done was hold out yeah. all preseason long. Skip week one. And, and, and even potentially skip week one. Like, make it make it really dicey for the Giants to skip. But, but to say, you know, this is a great taste of what's going to happen next year. 
And it looks like Josh Jacobs is doing that. But I think he will be back. And I think the Raiders are going to be better than you think. I'm going to put my eggs in that basket, except for third place this year, not first. (laughs) And the one thing I will say, I do think, again, the Los Angeles Chargers should be better. I am looking forward to seeing what Kellen Moore is going to do with this offense and what Justin Herbert's going to look like and Quentin Johnston from TCU. And Mike Williams, can you please stay healthy? And same thing with Keenan Allen. And same thing with the offensive line. Same thing with the defense. Like, pretty much everybody is always getting hurt there. Let's just see if what happens when you stay healthy. I do agree with you, Chris, that they should make the playoffs as well. And I think the Raiders, you know, I'm going to the high register there. I think the Raiders are a sneaky team. Like, this is a sneaky division to get three in. I, I just, again, I think... Jimmy G is the exact vessel that McDaniels wants. And Devontae Adams is still Devontae freaking Adams and Renfro. And if they all stay healthy, like, let's see what they can do. And the Broncos, man, they are the shrug emoji team. I, I do not know how this is all going to look, but I will push back on that Sean Payton's legacy is on the line. His legacy is firmly entrenched with what he did in New Orleans now. If he does not, if so-called fix Russ this year, guess what's going to happen? They'll get rid of Russ. I mean, that's no, it. And really? I know, like, I, I don't, I know next year they're going to be stuck with him too contractually. <laughs> yeah. Then Russ will be gone. Russ is the guy with legacies on the line. Russ is. And I don't know how the weapons are going to look. Cortland Sutton, can he be the one that everybody believes that we've been waiting for? I know he can. Jerry Judy. Like, let's see it. Um, Again, I I need to see it to believe it. And uh, I I believe they can do very well this year, but it's still the Chiefs division. The one thing I will say about the Chiefs is take a look at their receiving room. Yep. It's going to be a lot of Kelsey. Can Sky Moore step in here? Kadarius Toney, is he going to stay healthy or what? No idea. Because if Kadarius Tony has, you know, the, the questionable rate, ranking and rating as much as he did for the Giants, you know, uh, I, I hear you. Uh, how talented he is. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, the, the, the receiving Justin, core scares me a little bit. Justin here. Ross, Justin Watson, MVS. Rasheed Rice. I mean, who knows? Nicole Hardman's with the Jets. Yeah, even they lost a lot of Juju's with New England. Exactly, they lost some good players. But is it like the old Patriots offense? Doesn't matter. You doesn't got, matter. You well, got the quarterback and right. who cares? And you got the tight end, and you and got Jarek McKinnon scoring wherever you know, and Pacheco scoring, and the rest of them. Yep. And remember, Rasheed Rice was someone who Mahomes worked out with before That's the right. draft and kind of gave his input. And then that every time you them. think they're out. They just do it with different people. Yep. So they could be. These are just the, these yeah. are just warnings. Dynasty. But get Chris Jones signed, man. Week eight. I mean, Chief schedule. What do yeah, we got? put it up. What do we got? Put the Chiefs up. I mean, obviously Detroit at Jacksonville, home for Chicago, at the Jets, at Minnesota, a Thursday night game against Denver, the Chargers. And then at Denver, that's week eight. I mean, you're going to go Detroit at Jacksonville, home for Chicago, at Jets, at Minnesota, Denver, Chargers. I mean, that's based on, again, last year, they should should win most of them. 
Did we get like Keckner or Riggle to call in and go over the Chiefs schedule? Oh, I think Stone Street would be too close. Seventeen. To, I think he's yeah. too close. No, to no, 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 no. He's realistic. Eric's real close to the team. He might not want to give him a loss. Is all I'm saying. And that's our our AFC West preview. You yeah, know what? Should I do he, that in the bars this week when I'm in KC? Just ask people. I'll the tell you what. Yeah. The, oh, the, yeah, the, the Chiefs have yeah. an interesting Good first content. month. An interesting first. You know, take your shot at the King month. Detroit, Jacksonville, Bears, Jets. Take your shot at the King. Mm. Month. But you bet not miss. True. Right? I mean, mean, those are the teams that are feeling themselves great. First five, first six weeks, seven. Well, I mean, at Minnesota's... That, that's that's not a. They won thirteen games last year. I know year. that, but that's not taking your shot at the king. You're talking about Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago Jets are all feeling like we have vastly improved. Our end of season last year, certainly for Detroit and Jacksonville, are like we are coming in with momentum and we are going to put our cards on the table and show everyone we are different. And who better to do it against than the Super Bowl champs and Mahomes? We're coming at the king. And Chicago, I mean, didn't finish great last year. Neither did the Jets, but they feel improved and they're going to come at the King. That's an interesting first month. And even before just a, the bye. Just another, just offering a couple of caveats while at the same time saying, we're still paying rent in your world, Chiefs Kingdom. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Wrapping up this show in a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Well, looks like we found out what uh, Ian Rappaport was waiting on. Uh-oh. Oh, what was it? Oh. He and Tom Pelissero have uh, have combined on the reporting. We'll wait till the radio audience returns in a moment. No offense Fine. to the Roku, uh, the Roku Channel audience. We 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 love you, um, and we want to bring you the freshest and most important information right away. But you know, there's we have other children, and you know, in this family, and we got to wait till all the kids are together before we sit around the table and tell stories. Hey, speaking of which, Rich, real quick, that thing you went to, that was a Roku production, right? The Roku original yeah. production. So with, did we not get invited? Or No, you did not. Wow. And people at NFL Network didn't get invited, didn't even know it was happening was, in their own building. So no Joe offense. There? Roku Joe was there. Uh, that's I had dinner man. with Roku Joe last night. How did the Roku Joe not, uh, you did know? Did they ask about us? He didn't. Was Roku Charlie there? Oh, no, he was not. Okay. I thought, well, he's got other things. I mean, I thought. I thought Joe was our we boy. We bonded though. with Joe. I thought, yeah, I thought he would yeah, ask like, about us. Guys, it's not personal. Not no, that's personal. personal. It's business. Rich. That's it's very business. personal. That's very it's personal. Business. I got invited. I didn't go. That's personal. We, we, didn't, we didn't make dinner plans. We didn't make dinner plans till well after the screening. He's just like, do you want to go to dinner? And I'm like, of course. You know, well, I produce many TV shows. I have an eye. I could maybe have helped. What I have? Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe and I split a uh, Caesar salad. Oh, nice. You split oh, a and salad? A, and a pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was very good. Look at you guys. Cool. He picked up the check. I wasn't hungry. Yesterday. I told great I stories though. I made up. You for told stories. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm yeah. social. I'm, I'm worth this. I'm worth the uh, middle seat. Worthy. Middle, middle chair. Middle, middle chair, chair table. Middle chair like, table. Like, Are you in the middle? Like, like curb. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, I'm, it was just T and I. It was just oh, two of us. Yes. Oh, oh. Speaking of lunch, so I had some great pasta at Chaconis yesterday. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. So that was. We're giving the Roku channel people what they want. Yeah, give them what they want. I made a peanut butter and jelly yesterday. That's good to know. I had a prepped meal. All right, let's get to this news. <laughs> let's get to this news. I had a prepped meal. Let's go. Let's go. That's him. So Ian Rappaport was on earlier saying uh, medium news is coming. I don't think this is this, not medium news. This is it. I'm assuming this is what it is. He and Tom Pelissero have worked together. Medium. Uh, the the Niners aren't waiting for a third preseason game, as we discussed with um oh, oh with oh, Steve oh, Young. Oh, oh, oh. It's Sam Darnold as the backup. Trey Lance is three. Oof. Exploring options with Trey Lance. What's that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I mean, what are the options with Trey Lance? Uh, I, are you going to send him somewhere to back up somewhere? There's no starting job somewhere right now. No. And um, the number three overall pick of the draft from a couple years ago, they say the future's unclear. Um, I'm going to say that... Trey Lance stays put. You even heard Steve Young say earlier today, I would fight and claw to stay there because there are few places in the NFL quite like San Francisco in developing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly they saw something in him two years ago to go trade all the way up to number three. And anybody that sits here and says, this means Kyle Shanahan truly doesn't know anything about quarterbacks has lost their minds. Just let me say that has lost their minds, and he just needs time to develop. The 49ers last year, I believe, were ready 
to go into the season and take whatever lumps were necessary to work it out with Trey Lance, and he got hauled off on a cart in week two. Mm-hmm. They were they were ready to have him work in a little bit in his first year, but Jimmy G was there. And then in year two, it was going to be his show, and that's it. And they would deal with whatever ups and downs there were, and they kept Jimmy G there in case the downs were so significant so significant that they needed to go and have him give Lance a blow and take him out because it was working so poorly. And then Lance gets hauled off. Garoppolo gets hurt because the reason why they had Garoppolo there is they didn't really want to turn to Purdy and they did and found a gem. And they have the general manager, and the coach, the full faith and credit of the owner, who's not sitting here going, really? Really? You're going with Darnold instead of this guy? Mm -hmm. Well, the hot seat is on, gents. Hell no. Nuh-uh. And I think they hold on to Lance, because if any team knows that the third quarterback on the depth chart better have their head on a swivel, it's Lance. And the Niners. Know it. Purdy was on third on the depth chart last year. How'd that work out for him? He got his turn and he showed out. So, Pretty good. Daniel Jeremiah mentioned Atlanta as a spot. Remember that? Yep. Saying, you know, Atlanta might get him, put him in the the uh, the hopper there if Ritter doesn't yeah, work out. Right. I don't know what team's going to flip for Lance and why would Lance want to go – just to get possible second team reps that he's not going to get here. What is his value? I don't know. Anyway, a fifth round pick? I don't know. But Sam Darnold, who I keep asking people, was he brought in for Purdy insurance or Lance insurance, is now both. He's insurance for Purdy if Purdy can't go, and he's clearly in their minds an upgrade from Trey Lance. My first blush reaction to the news that it is Sam Darnold and you could see it in the preseason games. You really could. Mm. You know, but this could all be just rearranging deck chairs that never are needed to be sat in because it's Purdy's gig. And if he stays healthy, he's all 17, and I think this is a Super Bowl possible winning team, even with Brock Purdy in his first full year as a starter. My two cents on the subject matter. We will chop this up considerably, I believe, on Thursday's show. So... I want to thank Steve Young. Perfect timing with him. I want to thank also Will Anderson and Ian Rappaport for joining us on this show. We will wrap up this show on the Roku channel on a Wednesday in a moment. <laughs> 